cliffcentral.com. Here she is, Anthea, with the money shot. Got to have your music first. Sure. What's happening in the money? Good morning. I am very glad to report that World War Three seems to be over. Yes, but I told you it wasn't a thing. <laughs> you did. I did tell you this would not escalate. Uh huh. Uh huh. All I those will be listening. All those people in the media again. Oh my God! It's definitely World War Three. And the markets and the traders reacting and oil spiking and gold spiking and equities falling and bonds rise. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So oil is now back to sixty-five dollars a barrel, um, and gold is trading at one thousand five hundred. $55 an ounce Which is pretty much the same level It was trading on the 5th of January So panic over, let's move on It says mm-hmm. apparently um, we're, we're, we're kind of back We had a decent week, we had a positive week last week We're not back in full swing yet We did have some Interesting, same, same, same macro data last week. So the market PMI, which shows business activity index, fell to 47.6 from 48.6 in November. So that's December's number. Um, and really they're saying that's because ESCOM resumed their blackouts in December. Um, so just a reminder on that number, it's an index between 0 and 100. 50 is neutral, above 50 is expansionary, and below 50 is contracting. Okay. Um, and so December was 47.6. And then there was a slight improvement in business confidence in December to 93.1 from 92.7. Um, but overall for 2019, the full number is worse than, is the worst number since 1985. So business confidence Ooh. really struggling. Um, CEOs just not believing in an economic recovery at this stage. And you know, it, it's, it's coming home because somebody asked me, or my clients often ask me these questions and said, um, what do the ESCOM blackouts really mean? And I think last week was the first tangible sign when the World Bank, um, being the first key institution, cut our economic forecast to below 1% for this year, 2020. It now expects GDP growth for 2020 to be 0.9%, and they're citing electricity supply concerns as the big issue. I think on top of electricity supply concerns, we also are worried as South Africans and those of us who watch the, the economy that the global economy is kind of stalling, you know, it's in, in late phase cycle, um, and so we're probably not going to see as much demand coming for, for our exports coming from global markets. Um, and then the World Bank is saying that last year's GDP growth, obviously we don't have it yet because we're waiting for the December number, but they're thinking or they're guesstimating that it's going to be 0.4%, which is horrible. Um, but of course we knew this because we we're watching it. And then next year, 2021, they're looking for 1.4%. I, 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 I'm always intrigued at these numbers in these forecasts because they're always positive and yet for the last, I don't know how many years they've been declining. So kind of how badly wrong can you get? No, that's, that's scary. Mm. 
Um, and then in very little company news, uh, Edcon finally shut its two-floor store in Rosebank Mall. Oh, shit. This oh, is not great. Well, terrible for Hyprop, who are their landlords, because Edcon took up – or Edgar's actually, not Edcon – Edgar's in Rosebank Mall took up 5,971 square meters. And I say Edgar's particularly because what they've said is they're actually still, they've still got the other stores. They've still got Jet. I'm not sure they've got a CNA in Rosebank anymore. I can't remember this, but they've still got, you know, the other stores. Um, Edgar's Home, I think, is still there as well. Um, and then Ed kind of said they will continue to close or reduce the size of underperforming stores because that was the reason they gave for closing the store. Um, some of the space has already been taken up by pr- crazy plastics and Ackermans. Um, so mm. high prop, I, I, th- it's a difficult one for landlords, you know, because they, they need to fill their stores or they let their space. And high prop at the moment have 9,600 square meters of vacant space mm. in its retail. It's a malls. huge crisis with retail space at the moment. And a lot of it's got to do with online shopping, um, becoming more and more available. Um, and in demand, but if and combine you that walk around shopping centers now, there are plenty of empty shops. Wow, absolutely! And and combine that with a slowing economy, right? Like yeah, between course. the two, you like having a retail store and paying huge amounts of rent almost makes no sense. Mm. Yeah. All right, the hmm. changing face of retail, <laughs> and then. The market's worst kept secret. APSA finally made its official announcement last week that the ex, the previous deputy governor of the Reserve Bank, Daniel Manele, will take up the position of CEO on Wednesday, the 15th. Yeah, and uh, we've actually had him on the show before. I know you know him. Um, that's a, that's a, a tough job to hit up Whoa. APSA. It's a very <laughs> complex organization. There are a lot of moving parts. Um, he comes from the Reserve Bank, widely regarded as being one of the, the, the most competent people in the Reserve Bank. But this is a hard job. Uh, it's a tough job. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got his work cut out for him. Can I just weigh in on like a personal comment? Because you mentioned that I do know Daniel, and I do. And I was so annoyed last week. And this is just my personal comment because it's Monday and I sure. can Ooh, have go a ahead. go. Are you ready? Yeah, we go. I was so annoyed. I saw a headline that said, Absa appoints first black CEO. Now, this is the problem with BEE. Because Daniel, sure, he's black. But the thing is, he's so much more. So why give him an adjective? Yes, but this is, how the, this is how the identitarians on the left see everything. What do you call them? Identitarians. Identitarians. It's identity name for everything, hey? That is a um, there are a bunch of people who think that it is more important. Like, for example, if uh, let's say a woman does something really incredible. And she achieves an, an an extraordinary thing. First thing they say is, first woman to do X, Y, and Z. As if all the other women up to then were useless, which is, a, first of all, very insulting to all the other women in that profession or in that field who've been working hard to make it possible for people at this stage to do the things that they're doing that are record-breaking. But second of all, that you only see her as a woman is very telling about what kind of a person you might be. If you only see him as the first black CEO of ABSA, you pay no attention to the rest of his CV. You have no interest in whether or not he was a man of, of significant substance and gravity at the Reserve Bank. It shows me that you're actually deep down the kind of person who's only interested in making a big headline, mm. making it about that person's race, gender, their sexual preferences, or whatever else it is. It means you're a very, very insubstantial Shallow person. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. You agree with me I then. I totally it, agree with it you. Was, it, it, really, it really annoyed how, me, how, actually. And I get that we need black and female role models in top positions in South African I think companies. People, if you can't see that at exactly. the moment, I mean, that's all over the world. There are, there are amazingly successful women, amazingly successful black people. I mean, we talk about Serena Williams, who's in the news this morning, and maybe Mbulela will refer to her first win since 2017. But she's back with a vengeance. Don't tell me there aren't people for... For young black girls. And who are all these people who are so worried about what young black girls imagine? Who are these people who are taking everything so seriously for, I just, I just want a young, trance, wheelchair-ridden um, Indian girl to know that she can make it because a young, trance, Indian girl is in a wheelchair and is president of the United States. You really think kids are that dumb? They can't see themselves. They can't envision a future for themselves just because they don't see someone who looks like them? Dummies. So I can't remember who said it, but I read it in Sheryl Sandberg's book, and it said the noun goes to the strong and the adjective to the weak. So if you're a CEO, you're a CEO, but Daniel Manele is a black CEO, so he gets an adjective. Right. Is it not time to stop that? Deeply patronizing. No. Was there nothing else on his CV that they could have highlighted? Oh, Plenty. boy. Yeah. Just noun can go goes on and on strong. about Exactly. Yeah. I like that very much. <clears throat> Cheryl Sandberg, first time she said something useful since uh, uh, we didn't she Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> she quilted, she quilted <laughs> someone. I'm sure she didn't say it originally, but good that she found that because it's a good it's a good sentence. I like that. So, hey, Daniel. was fine. Okay. So, Daniel's a CEO, is he? Not He's just the CEO. And... I mean, so, so he really has his work cut out for him. He's up against the newer entrants, Time, Discovery, Bank Zero, not to mention Capitech, that have been stealing business from ABSA mm-hmm. for the last couple of years. And then on the key fundamental metrics, last at the last reporting, which was, I think, their half year, earnings grew by 3%, which was shocking. Like, it's so insipid. You know, compared to even in this difficult environment, people like F&B and Standard Bank are growing in double-digit um, double digit earnings growth, seeing double digit. And then their return on equity, which I think is the big one, right? And I always talk about F&B because they somehow every year manage to get above 20%. Abs has decreased to 164 um, from 17.1, the previous reporting year. So they, they really, he's got his work cut out for him. Right. And then another company on, in the news last week was Sabanya Stillwater. They nice. announced that they're exercising the option to increase their stake in DRD Gold from 38% to just above 50%, so 50.1% in fact. Um, and they have said that not to worry, DRD Gold will remain listed on the JSE because at this stage, as a, as a majority shareholder, they could probably delist. And there are costs involved with being listed on the JSE. So um, interesting that they said that. I think they're just trying to keep shareholders happy. It's relatively small small deal for Sabanya. It's a 1.1 billion rand um, deal. And some, uh, Sabanya's market cap is 94 billion rand, so... You know, mm-hmm. tiny one, one, one and a half percent. Um, I tell you what, it looks like at this stage quite a nice speculative trade. And I say speculative because in the last week alone, we've seen gold go from 1000, I think it was 400 to 1600 and something and then back again. So those volatile markets. Um, and then the other exciting news is that the Dow Jones briefly an intraday trade for the first time hit 29,000 level on Friday and then it kind of pulled back after they got the unemployment numbers the US created a record numbers <laughs> record numbers on the, on the stock market indeed yeah. 
They created 145,000 jobs in December. They were expecting 160,000, so of course the market came off. Still creating jobs, though. Hmm. All right, well, there's, there's good news and there's interesting news and there's a little bit more dodgy news from an EdCon point of view, but otherwise, thank you very much. Pleasure. Cheers. Anthea, there's the money shot for Monday morning. Cliffcentral.com.